Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you so much for joining today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, the podcast host, and it's always a delight to have you with us during these minutes that we share together as we try to share a word of encouragement and hope to those of you who are listening. I just want to stop and say a big thank you to so many who've been praying for me. As many of you may or may not know, I nearly lost my voice and for a couple of weeks there was not even able to produce a uh, recording. So uh, I'm better now. I don't look any better, but I do feel better. And I think my voice is about 85, 90%. So thank you for your prayers and support. I want to thank all of you too, who have reached out and have joined our uh, email list. And we're going to be sending out in the next couple of days um, a newsletter. And we're glad that we're finally getting back on track to do that. Uh, I also want to just give a little piece of information that may help you understand why we've kind of been slow in getting a recent newsletter out, and that is my 83-year-old mother has been in and out of the hospital and rehab since October, and my family has been really circling the wagons and trying to help my elderly mother, and she is improving, and we finally got her in a senior living facility, but October, November, December, it was like all hands on deck trying to care for my elderly mother. So I appreciate your patience and your prayers, and thank you so much for understanding. Today we have a very special guest who is no stranger to our Hope Along the Journey family, and that's Jody Nisnek. Jody, welcome to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. Mark, thank you for having me back. It is so good to be here. We just we just did this back in the summer, and you did such a great job. And then as I thought about this month of January being an emphasis on prayer, you immediately came to mind, and I thought, I can't think of anyone any better that I could have to share with us today than mm-hmm. to have you on this recording. Thank you so much for being part of this episode today, Jody. Well, I am truly honored. Thank you. For those of you who don't know who Jody is, she is a seminary-trained lover of God's Word. She is a wife and a mother, and she lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. What's it like there in Dallas-Fort Worth, by the way? What's the weather today like? Today is beautiful. We're in the like high 60s today. I'm going to go on a walk when we're done not with fair. this conversation. <laughs> not fair, not fair. But anyway, that's where she lives. Uh, she's host of a wonderful podcast. I would encourage all of you to start listening to. It's entitled So Much More, Creating Space for God. And I just love that title, both parts of it. The fact that God has so much more for us mm-hmm. and the importance of creating space for God. Jody is an author and Bible teacher. She's published several Bible studies and in the past has served as an adult ministries pastor. So she's well qualified to be part of this discussion today. So we welcome you again, Jody, 
to this episode of Hope Along the Journey. Well, thank you again. <laughs> and I just wish everybody could see your great smile. And uh, you and I are both kind of like it's dressed down Monday, but that's, that's okay. Right. You know, we're, we're comfortable and that's what matters. So today I want to talk about this matter of prayer and enriching our prayer life. Uh, but before we get into that discussion, I would like to give you an opportunity, Jody, to tell all of us a little bit more about your podcast, about your ministry, and what is really the passion and and the heartbeat that you have? Mm. Well, I mean, I think the title of the podcast really does say my passion is to help people create space for God in their lives. Uh, Working in ministry for over a dozen years, I got to see a lot of people want and desire deeply Mm -hmm. to have this transformative relationship with God, but struggle to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. And really it's about saying the good yeses and the good no's, making space for him, which requires effort on our part. So this was something I really became passionate about is helping people create space for God in their lives. The other thing that's um, important to me is one of the ways that we do that is through scripture meditation or praying scripture, which is just another way to say meditating on God's word. And that's where the title of the podcast comes from so much more. It's actually Jesus's words in John 16, 12. Jesus says, there's so much more I have to say to you, but he doesn't have time to say it all because he's almost done with his earthly life and ministry. And so he points to the spirit who's going to come and who's going to remind us, who's going to teach us. And so the whole concept of the ministry that I'm involved in is helping people discover who God is through his word and become more like Jesus wants them to be, become more fully who they've been created to be, Mm -hmm. and to do that by creating space for God in their lives. That's beautiful, and I and I really do appreciate what you're doing, and I just think it's so critical and essential. But I'd kind of like to hone this in kind of on a personal level. You mentioned, Jody, that you saw a lot of people in the years of ministry who longed for this, who wanted this kind of life. But let's kind of, let's just go back a little bit. Tell us about maybe your own journey in developing your personal prayer life, because a lot of times... Is it not true that our passions often lie in areas where we have struggled or where we have, you know, ultimately found victory? So could you just share a little bit about Jody's personal journey? Yeah, I mean, I agree 100% with what you just said. I think when the Lord helps us come through something that is difficult and we find freedom and we really experience Him in that area of our life, we want to turn around and share it with other people. Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely the case for me. Regarding my prayer life in particular, this has been an area of discovery um, and also wrestling with God. I have swung all over the map with prayer uh, from it being just this dry duty Mm -hmm. that I felt bound to do uh, to now I would say that my prayer life is not confined to a specific box anymore, but it is very relational about God and I, and it is something that is so incredibly life-giving to me. My whole concept of prayer 
moved from God, will you do this? And will you do this? And will you do this? And oh, oh, I forgot. I said I would pray for this person. So I better pray for them. And it became less about the checklist and more about, Mm -hmm. okay, Lord, I just want to be in your presence. Who do you want me to pray for today? Okay, Mark just came to mind. I don't know why Mark came to mind, but Lord, you do. You know what's going on in his life. Mm -hmm. So would you be present with him? And just my prayer life has a lot more life in it right now than it ever did before. Uh, So that's just, that's a little scratching the surface of the journey that I've been on. I don't think that gives you kind of the linear journey, but I can unpack that more if you want. <laughs> well, you know, I when I wrote to you, and I, I'm going to tell you what I wrote, I said, I want to hear about the hiccups and the hallelujahs. Yeah. Because isn't it true that, uh, like you said, sometimes it's a struggle, it's a journey, and we, we, hit, we hit the hiccups. We, you know, we, we're doing this for a while, and that doesn't work, or else we start getting complacent, or maybe we're we're frustrated because it's not going well. And so we're almost tempted to just kind of ease up on the oars. And is that kind of, and then, and then we have the hallelujah times where, boy, we just had that time of prayer and it just was like, yeah, we're right there on the mountaintop and we're ready to build three tabernacles like <laughs> they were in the days of Jesus. Is, yeah. Has that been a little bit of, of your journey as well? Yeah, I absolutely. I think my whole um, end goal of prayer has changed though. And I think that's, that's what's moved it from the hiccup to the hallelujah. I think previously my end goal with prayer was actually to get something from God. Mm-hmm. So it was more treating God like the vending machine, right? So right. I'm going to put in right. this prayer and you're going to give me that candy bar now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but the thing is, it wasn't working. <laughs> so I'd put in the prayer and I'm like, why <laughs> Why is that candy bar not coming out that I wanted? Right. And, and so it became, I became a little disillusioned with that. And I thought mm-hmm. there has to be more. And so I start digging into scripture and, and scripture can actually be confusing, I think a little bit on the concept of prayer. If you don't look at the whole of who God is and his character, if you start to pull these verses out in isolation, that say, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell the mountains to move. If you pray in my will, I'm going to do it for you. I'm a loving father. If you ask me for something, I'm not going to give you stones instead of the Mm -hmm. bread Mm -hmm. that you're asking for. And so you see all these things and you read all these things and you think, okay, I believe that's true, but then it doesn't really wind up being your experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because I wasn't taking into account the whole character of God right. and praying according to his will, mm-hmm. wanting the things that he wants. Um, we were just talking about Psalm 37 right before we popped on yes. here. Mm-hmm. And it and verse four, I believe it's verse four, says, delight yourself in the Lord mm-hmm. and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Right. And that used to be twisted for me in that I believed if I did something, then I would get something from God. What Mm -hmm. I have come to believe is that the desires of my heart actually become God's desires as I delight myself more in Him, as I become more of who He wants me to be, Mm -hmm. as I submit myself to Him, then I actually start to want the things that He wants. So prayer has really changed. Yeah. Yes. It's Totally transformed for me. 
You're right, because I think sometimes we, we almost get, we wouldn't want to say this, but we almost have that vending machine concept of God. And uh, if I do this and do that, and if I get it just right, if I say it's almost like, I, I shared Sunday, it's almost like I could say hocus pocus, whatever. If I just get it right, boom, right. it's going to happen. Yeah. I got the recipe right. Now it's it's going to pop out of God's oven, and there it is, just what I asked for. And I think you're right. I, if we don't see the whole scope, and if we don't really have that relational aspect as being first, then we miss it. I think about Jesus praying in the garden, and again, that whole, right. you know, Father, all things are possible with you. Yeah. Uh, if it be your will, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And and I think that praying in that relational mode with submission to the will of God is so incredibly important. So, uh, you know, I just spoke Sunday and did a podcast last week on why people struggle. And I just would like to pick your brain a little bit, Jody, and, and see what you found out as you've talked to people, maybe why two or three top reasons why you think people struggle. I mean, we've talked about this relational aspect, but would there be maybe a couple of other reasons why you think so many people seem to struggle in getting a personal prayer life developed? Well, you know, one of the surprising things that I've heard and even experienced is that, well, God has is outside of time and he has already decided what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So why bother? Why should I ask him for these things? Because he already knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that has that is a very confusing thing about prayer. If he does know then why are we praying? And there's a lot of different ways that you can frame that. Well, we're participating in Mm -hmm. what is already going to happen. We're submitting ourselves to his will by hopefully coming in. And and I like to even think about body postures of opening my hands, kind of palms face up. It Mm -hmm. feels like you're almost in a receptive, your, your physical body's signaling to your soul, I'm ready to receive God and I'm willing. That's sure. a, It's a willing, vulnerable posture. So I often will pray that way with hands open when I'm really seeking something that I don't know what God wants for in a situation. But I also had a seminary professor that said to me, and I have loved this illustration that, you know, there's also this scripture that says, well, you don't have because you haven't asked God for it. So that's also true. So there's this concept of God's big will that is unchanging, but then there are these small things that aren't going to change the big will, and he is really just waiting for us to ask him for those things. So my seminary professor said, it's like this, I'm leaving work to go home, and my wife calls me and says, can you get milk on the way home? And I say, absolutely, I'd be happy to stop and get milk on the way home. But what I have to do is take a whole different route Mm -hmm. on the way home, because now I'm going to stop by the store. I wind up at the same destination home, but I took a different way because she asked me and because I love her and because I wanted to do it. That was so helpful for me Yes, in being bold to ask God and then saying, just as Jesus did in the garden. Right but not my will, but yours. Mm -hmm. So Lord, if it's in your will and if it's in the, if if it fits, I would really love it if you would do this. Mm -hmm. And 
sometimes he does and it's beautiful and delightful. And sometimes he says no, (laughs) and we have to accept that. (laughs) You're right. I think sometimes that can cause a struggle for people when it comes to prayer. Is there any other thing that you think would also maybe be a struggle or a barrier to people trying to establish a prayer life? Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that I have noticed is a little bit what we just talked about is the fact that there isn't one set formula. And I think that that is comforting to people as much as we don't want it, right? As much as it's confining. And if we were given this set formula, we'd be frustrated with it because it's like, well, we have to do it this exact way. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, because there isn't a set formula, it feels confusing to us. Mm -hmm. How do we actually go about praying? And there's lots of great tools out there. I mean, the acts model of pray, prayer, yes. adoration, mm-hmm. confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Beautiful way to prayer, um, to pray. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is also, I love as a you know model for prayer to pray about everything mm-hmm. with thanksgiving. And to me, it's starting with, okay, God, what do I have to be thankful for right now? But I think... For a lot of us, because there's not a certain way to do it, Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time to do it, a certain time of day to do it, it feels uh, squishy. Uh (laughs) I don't know a better word for it. And (laughs) and because of that, we, we, we get, we get lost in it and we just go, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to tell you one more thing that I think is a challenge for people. And that is the way that we have rewired our brains. It is hard for us to focus on anything anymore. And so to sit in quiet and have a conversation with God who is not physically present with us across the table or in another chair and who is not speaking verbal words back to us that we can audibly hear is a challenge for us to settle our heart and our mind and our soul long enough to actually have a conversation in our mind because we're thinking about, you know, what's, what's happening on social media and, Oh, I've got to go get those groceries. And we're having, Mm -hmm. you know, the fake buzzes of our watches going off, even though they're not, or, you know, the phone, the fake vibration of the phone in our pocket. I mean, these are real things Mm -hmm that we now struggle with and it just makes it harder and harder and harder to push through and have something. This is why it's called a spiritual discipline. Mm -hmm. Discipline is not easy. Discipline requires us to be disciplined (laughs) to do it, to, to, you know, put the effort in. And the flesh really doesn't like that, you know, as, as (laughs) and the enemy doesn't either. (laughs) No, he doesn't like it. So you got the enemy fighting you and you, we've got, a culture that says, if it feels good, do it. So we're driven by what feels good at the moment or what seems to be the most gratifying at the moment. And the truth of the matter is sometimes the discipline of prayer, like you said earlier, I like the word, it's sometimes you're wrestling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are seasons of, of wrestling. Other times it seems like we're resting. You recently had a, um, a very good podcast and you talked about the subject of an unhurried life. Mm. And that was, uh, there was some, and the, the gentleman you had on, and I've read his book, so it's a great book. But I think we are, we live in a hurried pace, yeah. you know, and everything's got to hurry. 
Uh, we got to hurry up and have our devotions. We got to hurry up and get to work. We got to hurry up and whatever. And we live in this maddening, hurried pace. Mm-hmm. And so, again, like you said, social media. And I, I think a lot about, Jody, the younger generation who, at the, even at the family table now, family discussions are not even happening. We're all sitting there on our phone. I mean, I, you, I recently was at a restaurant, and I got to be careful with who I t- say I was with, but I was with a whole family who I had not seen in forever. And we're sitting there at the restaurant. And everybody's on their phones, you know, and and they're even find out, come to find out they're texting one another rather than talking. They're texting each other across the table. And and that doesn't really help us. What does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it is so hard because these tools, while they are good, are getting are distorted. Yes. And. We can use them for good, but we have to be very disciplined. Mm -hmm. The the podcast that you're referring to was Alan Fadling. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said that I love, and it just bears repeating here, is that we follow an unhurried savior. We never see Jesus mm-hmm. hurry. We never see him rush. We we see him busy. Yes. We see him busy with the work of ministry, but he's not rushing. He's not hurried. And so there's this sense of we follow this Jesus, shouldn't we be like him? What does that mean for us then to live at this? He calls it the pace of grace, which I just love. Yes. I like that phrase. Yes. Yeah. And so how can we live at that pace of grace? And when we train ourselves to live within these human limitations that God has given us, that does help our prayer life Mm -hmm. a thousandfold. And it becomes it becomes more vibrant. For me, it's become a lifeline to my relationship with yes. God. I couldn't imagine not praying. In fact, I feel like there's a bit of an ongoing conversation with the Lord in my head nearly all the time now. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I, it, but that's, but that's something that has been cultivated over I, years. Yes. It's like my wife and I, we have conversations throughout the day, the soundbite conversations. We text each other all through the day. But it's not the same as when I come home in the evening and we sit down and we have a meal and we talk for 30 minutes to an hour. It's a whole, it's, it's totally different. And I, I wouldn't want one, I I wouldn't want one without the other, but I'm saying, I think we're trying to, a lot of people are trying to live with God on the sound bites and not realizing that in every meaningful relationship, time is invested Mm -hmm. intentionally and chunks of time are important. Well, we got to get. We need to talk about that unhurried life on another podcast. We need to get with that. Yeah, I I want you in in these next few minutes, as before we wrap up, to talk a little bit about these praying the scriptures. This is something mm-hmm. that's very dear to you. So take us to what it is that you you do, how you encourage people to pray scriptures, because I think this can be so beneficial to people who are trying to re-energize or establish a meaningful prayer life. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to know where do we start and how do we get out of the list mentality with God? Mm-hmm. And the way that that has happened for me, because scripture does tell us to pray according to his will. Well, we know his will. It's the written word of God. Yes. Now, he applies that to our lives in different ways because 
thankfully, it is the living and active Word of God. So it is a living document that the Spirit breathes through into our lives. So when in my podcast, which is a scripture meditation podcast, or you could call it a scripture prayer podcast, honestly, it is reading a small passage of scripture and then asking the Spirit to to help us notice, what is it you want me to notice in this passage, Lord? Mm -hmm. So reading it again. And then letting the Lord say, okay, I noticed this word or this phrase or this idea. What what is it that you want me to know about that for my life right now? Mm -hmm. And then the Spirit does what He always does is He has something new for us, convicts us, leads us, guides us, encourages us through His Word. Uh, just this morning, I was meditating on Isaiah 30, 15, and it says, in, um, oh, can I look it up? Sure. Yeah. Go right um, ahead. Look it up. It says, because I'll, I'll misquote it because I don't, I don't have it memorized. It says, in repentance and rest is your salvation. Yes. In quietness and trust is your strength. Um, this was the meditation that we were doing in my podcast and what I was so convicted of is the words in quietness and trust is your strength. And I thought that is so antithetical to what the world says is strong. Yes. The world absolutely. does not say quiet is strong. The world does not say trust is strong. Those are receiving words, submissive words. And what the Lord was saying to me is, where are you finding your strength, Jody? Are you finding it in quietness and trust? Are you trusting me the way you need to? And so I had this huge ongoing conversation with the Lord about what am I trusting in and how am I looking to that to make me strong? It was a beautiful time of prayer with God that came directly out of his word. And if I wasn't yes. reading his word, he wouldn't have had an opportunity to speak that to me. Now he's God. He can do whatever he wants. And of course, he could have spoken that thing that to me as well. Absolutely. But because I was in his word reading it, I was open to the truth. The scripture to me is like a plumb line, right? You know, mm -hmm. we we hang a picture on a wall, and if we don't have a level, we it looks really straight up close. And then we step back <laughs> and we think, my goodness, how did oh, I yes. get that so crooked? Because we can't actually see what is really straight and true. And right. so scripture for me is like that level or a plumb line that helps us realign ourselves to what is true and right. So when you pray scripture, it's really just saying, spirit, what do you want to show me? Mm -hmm. It's it's a conversive way to read God's word instead of, okay, I'm studying for information, which is also very important. I would never neglect that either because I think we need to understand the story mm -hmm. of God and yes. we need to make sure we're, you know, applying scripture rightly, but I think we also can read it in a open kind of conversive way with the Lord mm -hmm. saying, what do you want me to notice about this right now? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how I pray scripture. That's beautiful. If somebody were to, to start this, of course, number one, I want, I want to in a moment here, let you give the, out your information, but if somebody really wanted to start this, is there a particular book or passage or area you would say, if you're starting for the first time, I would kind of encourage you to start here. Hmm. Would it be like the Psalms? Would it be the Gospels? Yeah, I would what say it's at? the Psalms or the Gospels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, hmm, I couldn't decide. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I love 
I love to look at Jesus's words. I think there's such really strong, powerful things for us in the words of Jesus and the actions of Jesus. So I think the gospels really can show us how to live uh, as, as Christ followers and what God and Jesus, the triune God is calling us to do through the example of his life and his teaching. But then I also love the Psalms because they speak to the emotions that we all have these deep longings of our heart, the pains, the griefs, the joy, uh, sorrow, uh, any emotion it is an anger it's in there. And that is helpful for me because I connect deeply in the Psalms with God as well. So both of those were, would be great places to start. And honestly, there's, there's series for the Psalms and a series for some of the narratives of Jesus on the podcast, and those would be good places to start as well. Great. Well, thank you, Jody. And as we wrap up, would you just give us some of that information? Tell people about your website, your podcast, where can they find you? Yeah, I would say the easiest way to find everything is to go to my website, which is jodynisnick.com. And it is a bit tricky to spell. It's J-O-D-I-E-N-N-I-Z-N-I-K.com. And I think creating space for God will also get you there. If you do that.com, it'll get you there as well. But there's a tab for my Bible studies that I've written that will help you guide you through scripture. And then there's also a tab for my podcast That'll take you to the latest episode, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So Beautiful. Again, thank you, Jody. It's a joy, as always, to have you here on Hope Along the Journey. And listeners, thank you you for joining us today. And I encourage you to to join in and to uh, discover more about Jody's podcast and website. As I always say and mean from the depths of my heart, I encourage you to look to Jesus. Jesus is truly the hope of the world. If you look to him, you'll find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about hope along the journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. And we hope you'll join us again for more hope along the journey.